Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're back. We're into it now. We're actually into the actual chapter numbers. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Yay. And now shit can get worse (laughs) for everybody. It can slowly go downhill. Uh, Yeah, so I guess we're just going to pick up right where we left off. Uh, Volume 5. I mean, chapter one, uh, the page. wind of swords, right? Yeah. In mine, it's page 83. Yes. Hella specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what a fucking good image. I love this shot. The sword pointing to the sky. Um, uh, mine doesn't have the sword. Mine is the hand. I'm a, I'm like the page. Oh, before that. Before I guess, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so like on the literal start, not on the like title card. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. So the hand is like what they. I think it's every episode of the anime. It's like they're part of their intro. This. So they have the 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 hand holding the beheret. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And someone and someone is like reading this text pretty i think pretty much word for word like in this world is the destiny of mankind controlled it's it's good shit yeah that i mean this seems like an anime opening panel for sure (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense fucking sword on the next pages oh yeah it's It's so so fucking big (laughs) yeah that sword is ridiculous (laughs) i also love how it's like beat to shit like it's pitted and stuff yeah it's like it looks like there's almost like cracks or something in the base not yeah like surface cracks or something i legitimately think if this sword existed i don't think i could lift it at all <laughs> like yeah it's, i mean if it's actually a hunk of like it would be fucking crazy dude yeah i've definitely lifted um like we've gotten into work before oil field equipment and some of it is literally just like slabs of iron and steel that like go into stuff and they're like i don't know no bigger than like a skateboard or something usually quite small and they're like easily about 100 pounds like they're so fucking heavy just pure metal is one of those things that unless you've actually tried to lift like a hunk of actual pure steel or iron you don't realize how heavy that shit actually is well and it's a I forget who, what, someone was giving me shit when we were lifting something like that, moving it around, and they're like, oh, whatever, whatever, because that, and that's when I was, like, lifting, yeah, like, actually, and I'm like, yeah, there is a fuckload of difference between, like, the world's most dense cube, yeah, and, like, plates spread out on a bar. Oh, for sure. Like, Like, I don't know if you've ever lifted a shot putt, but those are incredibly heavy. And they're the size of a baseball, essentially. Or, I mean, even, like, a ball bearing. Like, a steel ball bearing. Like, a big one. Yeah. Yeah. No, people don't understand unless you've actually lifted something that is 100% pure condensed iron. How heavy that shit actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This, obviously, would be a little more wieldy because it is spread out and tapered. But it would still be, uh, I'm going to take a guess. It's probably close to 500 pounds. 
Like it it's stupid. <laughs> it's a yeah. stupidly big sword. Uh and he wields it with one arm a lot. Yeah, that's what I fucking love. <laughs> He's just out here. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um yeah, this is where we start getting into what you were talking about last time where uh, specifically, there's a battle going on here against the Black Ram Iron Lance Heavy Cavalry. <laughs> yeah, man. And they got, like, the ram horns as part of their helmet. Yeah. So we get, we're finally into, like, the Animal Knights <laughs> section, I guess, uh, where we start seeing all the armies in this area take after, like, a certain type of animal or, like... I don't know, like a we- like I said before, like a dumb kids soccer team or something. So these are the yeah. Rams, specifically the Black Rams, and they're a lance cavalry. So they're all on horses and shit like that. Um, and it's pretty much standard fare to begin with. A just a page of like a bunch of dudes clashing and <laughs> just death <laughs> and destruction. <laughs> Next page, someone's getting a fucking lance through the mouth. Yeah, and just like and ripping their, their chest. Yeah. It's yeah, it's brutal, but like just war shit. Uh the thing we all come for though is the like full page it takes to show off that guts is on the battlefield where like there's a bunch of panels of war already happening, but there's a whole page dedicated to like this lone dude swordsman on a horse. And then just, like, a bunch of panels just showing his, like, chest and showing his helmet and head and showing him grab his, his sword. His shredded, glistening bicep. <laughs> yeah, he's not really glistening, but yes. No, it's glistening. The sun hitting it. Sure. The, Griffith, he's, Griffith is off screen just sweating bullets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody who knows is sweating bullets because we know what's about to happen. And... Yeah, he gets, there is so much lead-in time, page and, like, page-wise, of him pulling his sword out and just getting ready without even doing anything, and it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then when he does, of course, he cuts a dude in half, because that's what he does. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a whole, like, yeah, the whole two pages dedicated. Man, his sword, like, I love the motion yeah this little section here where it's like it's not doing the after image thing and it's not like lines coming off of the sword but just like the lines in the sword and like kind of on him as well yeah it makes it so you can actually see what's going on yeah yeah uh i really feel like this whole time he uh mira's probably been getting notes about that stuff because his style has just what volume are we on again we're on volume five and five volumes has gone from kind of a messy almost garbagey look to like (laughs) super clean lines and like you can tell what's going on here um which is cool it's like we can actually see him grow as an artist basically as he's doing this shit which is awesome then you get to page 99 and it's just a fucking mess again (laughs) yeah but i mean (laughs) how else are you gonna draw uh, yeah. I'm going to assume 10 dudes get absolutely fucking decapitated in one go. <laughs> hey, that guy doesn't get, de- get decapitated. His head just gets like cut in half from yeah, the top. One of them gets split, but like a lot of them just lose their head completely. <laughs> <laughs> or 
or their top half or both or their arm or the whole yeah it's just a really cool scene of him basically just driving through with his horse a group of cavalry and cutting them all in pieces in one go so there's a an interesting thing kind of continuing to move forward a little bit to mm-hmm. i guess like page 102 because that's where we see or 102 103 okay um that's where we see the band of the hawk in this yeah. section and griffith is up front uh something i noticed while reading that i kind of didn't consider before okay when you have all the other like animal armies like the black rams here yeah they all have the the ram helmets right yeah they're all oh i see where you're going but for griffith like the band of the hawk it's literally just griffith who has the hawk helmet and i yeah they don't even have nothing they don't have uniform helmets at all actually it's just whatever like that mercenary obviously got from somewhere and it like it might mean nothing, but this is definitely the type of media where I like to, you know, go English literature on it and just, you know, why are the curtains blue and shit? Okay. So find that find that interesting. Just like Yeah. Maybe a subtle implication that like the band of the hawk is Griffith, like he's the fucking glue to this whole thing. Yeah, they pretty Which much we've gotten before. They pretty much um say as much in parts but yeah for sure like it is very clear that it's kind of like when something is named like um tom petty and the heartbreakers (laughs) the band of the hawk is describing everybody under the hawk (laughs) who is yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah for sure and yeah it is kind of uh interesting because all of the band of the hawk kind of have different helmets and look kind of like i don't know just the mighty ducks ragtag of like people showing up in whatever jersey their dad passed down to them or whatever 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 they've looted yeah yeah exactly uh which is why like it's weird because because they don't fit in they all fit in together yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because all the Ram dudes look like Rams, but everybody else is a band of a hawk. That's how we know. (laughs) And I wonder if that's a conscious effort. It's like the reason why, like, obviously, because it's a little fun also finding like different animals and creating a weird gang essentially based on them. But I wonder if some of that is an easier visual representation of this is how you can clearly see on the battlefield this animal type just is getting fucked up so that yeah. you know those are the bad guys or whatever against our crew there's i mean probably also just yeah like the mercenary thing yeah. like the the implication that like they're and i mean even here we get the i think the first official inkling uh going back to like page 92 where we have the noble or lord or whoever who's like what a disaster (laughs) to think that three thousand horsemen are doing this oh yeah like the idea that they're just they're just fucking mercenaries like they're nobody right they're not an official (laughs) band of the hawk cavalry or whatever yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess like this is kind of an important distinction to make too. Now that we're in the chapter one or whatever and going forward, these are kind of chronological. This is the hundred year war that's happening, which is the, um, the big thing where is it Midland? Yeah. Midland or whatever is kind of, there's like a giant fight between rival I mean, factions, I guess, families, whatever. It's like a Game of Thrones type thing going on. Uh, just classic uh, medieval bullshit, claiming land and yeah. whatever. And uh, the reason why I bring it up is because, like, every battle from here on out is essentially part of this war. Uh, and the end of the war is going to be one of our stopping points where things change up a little bit as well. Um, yeah. But yes. Anyways, just some more cool drawing stuff, like, dude, yeah, one oh one oh six. I fucking love Guts's armor. It's so it's so good. good. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and it's just simple. Oh, I love it. It it he makes has... me really appreciate in like the Souls games. There's like a lot of armor sets that kind of just look like that <laughs> or similar yeah. in style, and I love it. <laughs> It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and we get our I mean, after the war and classic Casca's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And everyone's like, shit. <laughs> Here <laughs> yeah. it comes. Yeah. Uh it's because he broke away from his group, right? Like he she's given scolded him. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't exactly follow the plan. Yeah. Yeah, the big problem with Guts is that uh, it's not that he's unreliable. It's that he literally is kind of trying to die (laughs) in some ways. (laughs) Well, and it's like he's like, I'm sorry about that. I went out and charged by myself. And everyone's like, it was cool as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Yeah, it could have gone so bad. And Casca is definitely fucking terrible. (laughs) She's uh, definitely the type that's like, there's... Like, you have to follow orders because she really respects Griffith and stuff. And just, frankly, doesn't like Guts <laughs> also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... There's... I mean, ever, mm-hmm. ever since Griffith said he wanted Guts. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it while reading it, but Casca's, like, colored, right? Like, a colored person. Yeah, yeah. And I never... I didn't really darker. notice it because black and white and it's kind of like... a softer shading or whatever but um it's a it's a softer shading and also it doesn't help that like there's been a few panels where like griffith is the same color and that guy is like porcelain (laughs) yeah sometimes he's like shaded much darker for some reason yeah i was just getting at the idea that i think it's kind of cool that this came out uh this specifically was published in the early 90s and having like she's a super strong character in this she's a female character and she's colored is dope she's incredibly strong dude it's great yeah um i think it's one of those things that you don't (laughs) people always say there's not enough representation and they're right but in the mainstream stuff, I think, is the key. Because, like, yeah, there's yeah. definitely some, like, 
I don't know. I Anime people have known about this, obviously, for years. But I'm just saying that, like, it's kind of interesting to see, oh, there's, like, a darker-skinned lady character in this that is, like, fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the thing is, is that it's not big here, so... I guess it doesn't count, which is kind of, it's just kind of too bad is the thing that like something like this could do the representation so well and it's not mentioned or whatever because it's kind of not big enough over here where we live. Yeah. Where where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, there's this like the scene of Casca sitting or standing at the top of the stairs or whatever in her armor. It's so fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah, I also really like that. Um, this is kind of jumping ahead a little bit, or foreshadowing maybe conversations later. I really like that she is a strong female character that also and like dresses down, but she's not masculine. If that makes sense, they didn't just draw a dude and say it's a, a like woman character. They actually like took the time to maybe design a female character that like would dress a certain way. And like, I don't know, just not be, it's hard to uh, get across what I'm saying, but basically I like that they kind of dressed her down without sexualizing her is like the too long don't read or whatever. Um, Like her, her, like her armor and stuff and everything like makes sense for her anatomy, you know, but it's not like a fucking there's not there's not a weird yeah there's not a weird like (laughs) um like a chest window a cleavage window or something like that like it's a full like breastplate or whatever yeah yeah and even i mean it's i think when i first read this i or when i when you first see her like it almost looks like she has like the fucking thigh high or knee high boot sort of things <laughs> oh. and then just nothing but it's actually like she has leather pants or whatever yeah like, like a the, uh like, like actual stuff what's that's fu- just more mobile like i can't remember the name of it but like the thing that like link wears in legend of zelda like britches or something with a tunic top it's something yeah, like it's yeah. something similar to that uh, but but you're, like, the way it's drawn, it does look like foot. thigh highs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the like kind of whatever. Like you can have like you're giving that look without actually doing it. I guess. Look, there's a lot of times Link from Legend of Zelda looks like he's wearing thigh highs, and it's cool. So it's cool <laughs> she does it too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, anyways, yes, there's a fighting between them, Griffith and shows up and there's just a bunch of conversation uh about the battle they just won and kind of there was like a little bit of a time jump not huge but it's obvious guts has been with them for a while now and um they're kind of recollecting like the first day they met and that whole sort of thing and like where they are now fighting alongside each other yeah I don't know. It's um, it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, we get the well because Casca uh, is like, "You're a mad dog who doesn't care," and he's like, "Fucking say that again." Yeah, because <laughs> he's and he's like, "I I've changed. I do think about." And my he, he has the way he talks with Griffith, and like it's obvious 
I don't know if they're necessarily like best friends or anything now. There's definitely respect that Guts didn't have the last time we saw them together for him. Yeah. And they're having like a conversation like adults. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, Griffith gets knighted and during the ceremony, Guts goes out <laughs> and just weighs down his sword even more with any bullshit he can find strapped to it. Dude, d- that's that's so fucking cool, though. Yeah. Like how he, he puts on training weights. One-armed. <laughs> fucking training weights yeah and this is a thing we saw him do as a kid uh i think to like take his anger out or whatever he would just swing the sword like a few hundred times to like yeah make it lighter and basically just like build up the strength to swing it and uh yeah (laughs) he's just like 198 199 200 and there's just like this giant sword with this shit strapped to it (laughs) yeah yeah, that's some good stuff. There's some uh, cool, like, I think I appreciate how there's a lot of points when two important things or more important things are happening in this manga in general. They cuts between the two things almost like a movie would. Like, a, like a, so the one thing that's happening is Griffith is being knighted. And, like, on the one page it shows the knighting ceremony and the people kind of, like, looking uh up ahead while the king is like putting the sword on him or whatever and then the next page is guts just like thrusting the sword and then it goes back to the knighting ceremony of him giving like the cordial wave and like kissing the sword and whatever and then it just goes back to guts sweating and like sweating under the tree looking at his sword and stuff i just really like he does this a lot where he almost draws it like it is an anime already or a movie or something where it's cutting between two scenes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just really like but it that. Never, it, and it, it feel it's done in a very good way. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I've, I don't think I've ever like throughout the entire manga. I can't think of an instance where like they cut away and I'm like, what are you doing? No, go back. I don't care about this other thing. Yeah. Like, he picks good. He's cutting between. I mean, it helps when both things are good. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah. It never feels like one he's cutting away as like a tease. Like, oh, haha, you have to wait to see what happens at the cool thing while we do this lame shit. There definitely are those good. teases, but then it's in for the next chapter, which is just right away. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess if you're reading like at the time it's being <laughs> published, that would suck, but yeah. It doesn't matter here. Yeah. We'll get into some of the publishing shit that was hilarious, but that's, like, way down the road. Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Before that, why don't we get into our first kind of important monster baddie, I guess we'll call him. Yeah. Uh, So we now that we've kind of set the stage for what's going on, we jump into a, a chapter or a set of episodes, I guess is what they're called, um, themed around a character named Nosferatu Zod. Yeah. Uh, so he's like a legendary mercenary figure. Yeah. I it's a pretty standard setup. They have they go to a place cuz they have a thing to do as the band or whatever, but they heard that um Nosferatu Zod would maybe be here or there was a rumor that he's been helping the enemy or whatever and they're basically yeah. going to go check it out uh the raiders that is 
And um, the first thing we see of Nosferatu Zod is if you are a video game player and know Akuma from uh, basically anything Street Fighter, <laughs> it looks it's like just this muscly dude that's completely obscured by shadow with like an angry looking eye every time you, they draw him. And it's yeah. so good. He's just so scary looking. He has this sword in his silhouette that has this like crazy shape to it. Yeah, he's Dude, just I'm such a such a sucker for like weird swords like that. Yeah, me like, too. Demon almost like like swords that don't make any sense like tactically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like just so good. You would never make a sword end heavy like the sword is that tapers with the weaker point where the handle <laughs> like is because it would just break like yeah it's so stupid but it yeah demon swords are so dumb and then yeah so they're like that's not you know they said he's killed hundreds or thousands in battle and so it's like that's not even what makes it scary like these stories have been happening for a hundred years yeah yeah that's and that's why they call him um Zod Nosferatu or whatever because they there's a theory that he's immortal because he's been doing this for a hundred years (laughs) and then it jumps to uh everybody holding off guts because they've sent what it's been a whole hour you ass we sent almost 50 men in there no one's come out (laughs) yeah and uh, like obviously we know first of all he wants like to see what's going on but he wants that fight you know yeah. he wants that fight um and i mean just straight up this is <laughs> this is just back to kind of horror medieval shit where a dude comes out just torn apart missing vital limbs God, or whatever like his ribs are sticking out and shit like there's chunks of his head missing yeah uh, I guess his name's Dillos. <laughs> I I was actually going to mention that's like a kind of like a, one of those low key moments that just shows us how guts has grown. Like yeah, we're not just he's not just talking to fucking Casca and Griffith, and that's the only names we get or whatever, or like our little trio of like identifiable <laughs> fighters like Pippin. Oh, the fact um, that he actually knows like a random like person's it's just, name. It's just a fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he knows him. Like, that's low-key huge, you know? Yeah. I think also like the, fact, the fact that he's a captain and, like, has a responsibility to these people, I think, also plays a lot. In, he probably knows the name of, like, everybody under him. Oh, totally. So 50 of his guys not returning and then seeing this, it's like, this guy has yeah. anger issues at the best of times. <laughs> yeah so like he wants the fight but he wants the fucking revenge yeah exactly that's the better way to put it for sure uh i mean right on the next page he even says nobody's coming in with me i'm killing him alone <laughs> yeah yeah well god and then he fucking goes in and it's just a nightmare yeah the just this corpses. is my jam again this is so good just like first of all the <laughs> way dude's- eye hanging off the way mira captures a dark corridor in the way that like we can tell it's there's no light or very little light like it's dim lighting in here 
but we as the viewer need to be able to see the scene. So he uses yeah. a lot of uh, he uses cross hatching and uh, line to indicate like fast or just in general movement um, and intense movement. And he uses uh, I can't remember the name of it. Just like dots. Not it's not or is it just dotism? I think it was like staccato or, or I can't remember. There's oh, a, yeah. there's a name Something. for it. Um, shading to indicate that there's like a dimness to the light in here or whatever. But it's, yeah, it's very good. <laughs> like without it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Cause you don't even necessarily think about it. Like my first go around, I probably didn't really think about it, but like, you know that this is a dark corridor. Yes. And it's all like, it's white. It's not even like, drawn dimly yeah but it just has that yeah the way you do it is by using dots and kind of uh, spacing them out or whatever but more importantly everything that would be normally somewhat dark has to be pure black now because dark or darker things are black now and lighter things are um kind of like grayish in a way yeah and like you can see the parts where there's like uh torches or sconces there's like a little dim whiteness around there because that's supposed to be the light area that's like the most lit up and it's not it's a way that you can see the whole corridor as the viewer but then it, the panels underneath shows more of the actual lighting and that's where like the sconces are lighting up like kind of bits and pieces of the corpses and the rest would be obscured in shadows and shit like that. It's very, very well done. It's crazily well done. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. needed to bring that up because that's oh, something that's super yeah. easy to overlook in the art style. Yeah, man. Uh, and it continues, oh, by great. the way. There's like a corpse pile and he the uses fucking the same corpse stuff. pile. The eyes. Those, the <laughs> eyes just fucking and the teeth all like clenched and just fucking yeah and then we get the panel of the two dudes just hanging off of this sword and him like holding another one like it's a fucking like, suitcase by the head by, <laughs> by the fucking like yeah his fingers just in the person's well, eyes like eyes and navel cat nasal cavity yeah. area yeah <laughs> and just all the bodies and shit it's Fuck. so fucked up it's oh i love it <laughs> I love this so much. This is where I started getting like super excited about what's to yeah, come. Yeah, man. Um, and then, yeah, just a whole bunch of anime drawings of angry guts and then him running in with his sword and fights and stuff like that. It actually just ends with him attacking and Zod like breathing Dude, out the something. The thing is so, I'm, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That, oh my that God. shot, that panel is fucking great. And yeah. that's like, because I think that's the, yeah, that's the, like all of these, um, like prior, we get like, even even with the two dudes on the sword, like Zod doesn't look crazy. Right. You know, he looks like a fucked up dude who's just big as hell. Yeah. But then in this panel, like that's the reader and guts is like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah yeah like it literally ends with him it's, saying what the hell is this <laughs> yeah 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 because i guess he's like not only is his attack blocked which is insane because it's guts but he's also knocked back from it 
he's like thrown into a pillar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's just a tactic to get you super excited into the next chapter where the first thing we see is Zod for some reason is still holding the suitcase guy, <laughs> like the dude's <laughs> head. And I yeah. don't understand why. <laughs> because it's, you know, it's comforting. He doesn't know what to do with his. Oh, with it's his, his hand. it's like his teddy bear. Just this yeah. half person thing. Um, like if he drops it, suddenly what's he going to do with his left left hand, you know? Yeah. It'll be awkward. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> it's like how, uh, because he's not wearing pants. If he was wearing pants, you just put your hand in the pocket. Then it's easy. Yeah, no. You, so he found it. He made his own pocket. <laughs> cool. Gross. He just used somebody uh, else's head. Uh, yeah. Anime fight ensues. Um, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It's hard to really pick it's anything. It's just a blur. It's hard it's to pick out anything just, specific, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a good fight. Yeah, um, which is what Zod also is thinking. There, There's a cool thing going on here where this is the first time Guts is starting to be like, I might actually die in this fight. And Zod is like, this is the first time I've had to, like, try in a hundred yeah. years. <laughs> I... No, 50 I, so the first the first instance we get of that on uh i think the first instance on like page 153 the shot of zod where he just says superb yeah i fucking love that shading like the lighting on that is so fucking cool yeah oh i skipped i, I skipped too far ahead hold on let me get back <laughs> i forgot <laughs> uh i'm going the wrong oh no my reader read too many inputs okay this will be a second but yes <laughs> anyways but yeah it's just general stuff about like he's beyond human yeah um yeah and i was wrong it was 50 years not one man in 50 years has been able to stop my sword this long i i was gonna ask yeah. you actually do we get a story of who 50 years ago was able to fight Zod ever? Um, Or is there an implication I, as, of a character? As as far as I know, there's nothing outright, but there's definite, you could definitely like get a headcanon for who it could be. Okay. So we will meet somebody that like Zod will have encountered at some point, probably. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I I just thought that was interesting foreshadowing as somebody. Well, I mean, I wanted to ask you and I waited until it's, this because that's either interesting foreshadowing or a dumb red herring that sometimes people do in stories. You know, I would have to. It's been so long. They're the person who it might be. They might actually just say who it is at some point. Oh, okay. I honestly can't remember if it's like implied, said directly or like left to your imagination sure but it's it's one of those i guess yeah fair enough um i i just yeah, thought they, this fight is super cool because it's kind of the first time both of these superhumans have found a match yeah yeah well and we get you know guts dude him blocking guts is like final strike and guts cuts through the sword and he just puts his fucking arms up yeah, and just the block. blade is like in his giant fucking 
forearms. Yeah. Yeah, to, like, reduce, I guess, the amount of cut he can do. He, like, uses his forearms to block some of it and then grabs the sword. Dude, you're the first human ever to drive a sword this deep into my body. And then the next panel is him doing his fucking phase two. Yeah. In these past 300 years of slaughter. Dude, it's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Where he's like transforming or whatever into. I mean, the best way to describe it is a minotaur. Just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Minotaur form. Uh. Yeah, though the way he does fur is awesome. Uh, Mira. It's very good. <laughs> it's... Yeah, yeah. Well, we get those two pages where it's just Zod. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, just his face. Fur. Basically. It is very good. Yeah. So we as the viewer can like kind of take a breather and take in this like horrific thing that just happened. <laughs> Even closer, just seeing this monster or whatever. It's super cool. Dude, the fucking little sequence where it's Guts knees shaking and then sweat dripping off of his chin and then his teeth clenched and his eye like fucking wide open. It's so good. I think I don't remember, but this is the first time since the incident that he looked scared. Yeah. Like he was drawn scared. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. The way that the teeth are shown clenching and like grinding against each other with like the little stars or whatever to indicate. Yeah. Man, it's the attention to detail this dude did is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. I it's unreal. Like I know people have always said it. I didn't realize how fucking crazy it was though. <laughs> um yeah, more fighting. I I guess like the big thing here is that with his phase 2 guts and guts being actually scared or whatever, he gets the absolute fucking shit kicked out of him and is about to die <laughs> and gets saved yeah. by the uh the band of hawks led by griffith like he he literally goes from like kind of holding up and getting some good strikes to just fucking nothing he literally gives up actually yeah which is insane (laughs) he's just i guess like at some point your body just stops though like what do you do (laughs) yeah He's being held by this thing like five times bigger than him what do you do he's still just a dude yeah he's still just a human just a pathetic human griffith and co show up with a bunch of crossbows yeah the crazy thing is is that there's like a bunch of panels of them just firing a huge like army-sized volley into him and they don't even do anything really to hurt or kill him they piss him off (laughs) yeah yeah he doesn't even like he literally is just upset that they're defi it says no one may defile this battle. He just wants his fucking 1v1. He's mad that the one <laughs> opponent that was able to as he said push me back for the first time in like 50 years is like the fight is ending with a bunch of ants essentially biting at him. Yeah. So what does he do? There's a whole double page thing of him literally biting a dude and ripping another one with his claws. And then the next page, he like 
stomps, stomps his hoof on somebody <laughs> and there's just like they splat it's so crazy it's so fucking bad <laughs> yeah uh th- it's interesting too because this battle isn't really won <laughs> necessarily not at all um <laughs> Guts is down. Griffith goes to try to, like, save him so that they can pull back because they're all going to die. Um, And I don't know. This is kind of cool because I think this is the first time we see. In fact, this is 100 percent the first time we see these two uh, fight together as like a unit or yeah. it's like an anime fight now. <laughs> Again. Yeah. yeah. Um, with like literally a like you you go from the left or whatever and then like splitting up to kind of do whatever they can one of them gets the arm cut off and like yeah i don't know man this whole fight is so good it's such a dark souls fight though because he picks up his (laughs) cut off arm and starts using it as a weapon And then I like how, like, now that all the little pests are gone, yeah. Zod's like, holy shit, two humans that are, like, good enough to damage me. Yeah. that That's the coolest part, actually. The fact that, like, he was pissed or whatever, and they're starting to get some good hits on him. And more, like, than him being, oh, shit, I might die, he's like, this is awesome. Today's been great. <laughs> What a good day. I found two people that might be able to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get, like, pretty much the reason why this fight fucking exists. Um, oh, for the... For him to look at Griffith and go with the egg of the king. Yes. And just, like, he has a terrified face. Like, he immediately yeah. is like, what the fuck? The, the picture of his, like, animalistic eyes showing, like, just absolute fear with the word the god hand there. Yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> this was, I guess, uh, I'll, yeah, it's not spoiler, because we already saw a Beharit, but, it, yeah. like, this is the Crimson Beharit. Yes. Uh, I believe they say it, actually, they say it right here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The crim- well, yeah, that's why I'm... Because, oh, okay. like, the other... So, the, the idea is that the other ones are... Because I don't know if we got the other ones colored, but, yeah, like, this one is, is red. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, that great meme picture you posted of, like, the Beharit looking at some... Like, making, like, a pog champ face. Oh, the pog, the pog <laughs> face. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yes, this whole scene is so good, uh, not only because of the foreshadowing that this is kind of fucked up, this thing that he has, but also like the next page where he's just like, oh, I see how it is or whatever, (laughs) and then just like breaks. He's the one that like escapes from this fight. (laughs) I love how he just punches through their fucking roof. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like that sounds like i'm making my exit pow <laughs> yeah it's so good um and we get our prophecy i think it's important can, enough that we should read it 
Yeah, a word of warning, no, a prophecy. If you can be said to be a true friend of this man, then take heed. When his ambition collapses, death will pay you a visit, a death you can never escape. Yeah, he, I mean, I don't even know, like, exactly what he means, but I know exactly what he means <laughs> from, like, for because, so this is one of the things that I think if you didn't read the beginning arc of the black swordsman this doesn't have any weight necessarily yet uh yeah because this is super important after what we've seen in the beginning in the intro essentially of uh who he called griffith and like the fact that he's a little fucked up <laughs> yeah so yeah it's really yeah. cool uh and he flies away and that's the end of uh, Nosferatu Zod. But Casca's mad and crying because that none of this would have happened if it weren't for you. And we get yeah, we come back round to that your bad luck shtick again. And uh, Griffith is not doing too well here, and it's his fault. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Okay. So that's then, kind of, that's kind of the big halfway point of this episode of our podcast that we're talking about now. And cuz now yeah. it kind of changes up tone a little bit to a lot more character based stuff. Yeah, we 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 definitely shift to a different battlefield. Yes, a woman's heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, a woman's heart, but uh, I guess I'm like. There's a lot of politics shit going we, on. Yeah, here the too. politics, yeah. the politics stuff, and then, yeah, yeah. So the battle is over, and everybody's kind of licking their wounds at the uh, castle. Um, I guess it's a castle, the town, or whatever the base that they're yeah. located in. And uh, yeah, there's honestly just too much character to stuff to go into complete specifics but casca hates guts right now um guts is kind of having like flashbacks of that moment of like it's your fault or whatever but more importantly griffith has finally awoken from his coma or his like pain slumber or whatever was happening and uh everybody's anxious to talk to him and see what's happened but they can't get in because the nobility is there uh trying to pepper him with um <laughs> suck him off yeah yeah i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> and honestly same but <laughs> uh so yeah it's a lot of um casca being mad because guts doesn't respect any nobility or whatever so he tries to just barge his way in which starts a fight with soldiers, which is like a real bad idea, I think. Yeah, it just the guards are like, don't come in. And he's like, sure, whatever. Tosses them aside, and the rest of the group is like, yeah, it's like, uh, no, we got it. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's Casca that actually stops him. <laughs> just like punching him in the face and making him mad enough to go do a 200 swings or whatever you want to call it with his sword <laughs> um yeah this is kind of the start of uh i pretty important character stuff about 
him make getting his kingdom, I guess, and like what he's striving for, what Griffiths is striving for. Um and yeah. I don't know. Also, they're just kind of talking. We, mm -hmm. I mean, we get the conversation, yeah, for Guts and Griffith, and like the, you can definitely read like multiple things from this. And it's yeah. what I've been enjoying going. I'm I'm just approaching this entire thing from such a different angle. Yeah. Because like seven or eight years ago or whatever, it's like, oh shit, like demons fighting, big swordsman. Ha ha. Yeah. And now I'm like focusing on all of the opposite shit. So like the way I'm taking this, like this conversation is like our first big gay conversation. And I don't mean that insulting yeah. me. I mean, literally, I'm reading this as homosexual. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, fucking, do I need one? A reason? I put myself in harm's way. Do I need a reason each time for your sake? Like, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, yeah. You could definitely, like, some people read it as, like, a brotherly love, as, like, a familial love sort of thing, as, like, just a love of a tool. Kind of because like sure. Griffith recognizes guts is like the best serious hammer. fight. Yeah, the best like we hammer he's about ever before. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's not how I'm reading this. There is one. Like, I don't care what people say. If and especially because there was probably homophobic people that read this or whatever. There is definitely oh, totally. a love connection here that isn't necessarily sexual. But definitely there is a deep love between these two that is blossoming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like it doesn't yeah, we in you know, the sexual or not, I mean, aside from that little water fight. I mean, that was super <laughs> sexual though. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm um, just I'm sure there's someone I'm just there's someone out there who's like responding to somebody talking about the not even undertones, the overtones of their love. And someone's like, I just don't understand how you could read into it that way. <laughs> just completely yeah. fucking wrong. Yeah, I think this this story works better with that, personally. Because yeah. the thing is, is that until reading this stuff, I kind of didn't... I figured Griffith was like, like a Dio, like I said from jojo mm -hmm. but it's actually more like a scorned lover i get the feeling now. not like in actuality that like they were together and then he broke apart or whatever but more like the reason why guts is so angry and wants i can't remember femto or whatever demon griffith or whatever the fuck's going on yeah femto and, yeah and to like fight him or like face him or whatever these are the seeds of like the only relationship he's ever had in his life and like how intense and deep it is is being built right here and like that it's starting to make more sense to me how that ha how you would want to face somebody that could easily kill you like him like maybe one last time even if it meant your death like it's starting to make more sense now it doesn't it's not just like edgy revenge anymore there's like there's definitely after we've seen what Gus has gone through, the this relationship that's building is intense in a way that 
is absolutely unreal <laughs> to me. Yeah. Well, and as we go forward, like, Griffith is quickly becoming, like, not a favorite character because of, like, what he does, but just so fucking interesting to yeah analyze and look at. Because he's he's intentionally written a bit vague, like which yeah. is why there's so much room for like discourse on it. But yeah, just so good to talk about. But like super, so this is kind of a thing in real life too. People, uh, like guts, like victims or whatever. They this is definitely Griffith. Is there's people that prey on weak people in real life. Uh, people that have been hurt before rape victims or whatever there is like a personality type a manipulator type that can like sniff that shit out and like utilize it to their advantage which is what makes uh people that have endured abusive relationships and stuff it makes it so scary for them because there's a lot of those types of people out there griffith is 100 percent that type of person and you can tell just because of how he goes about things and talks about things, but like it's super not conniving. Isn't the right thing because I don't think any part of what I've read of Griffith so far shows that he has ill intentions necessarily, but it's obvious that the only thing he cares about is himself and the people around him. He's using to get to that. And like, they straight up say that in a lot of parts too, but like that is a very classic manipulative, person type thing in real life and it's like kind of disturbing seeing it happen on the page in this comic (laughs) as it's going yeah yeah and it gets more intense like it's not bad yet i'm kind of like speaking a little bit out of turn because it gets more and more intense as we go and i kind of like have a little force sight in that because i've read ahead um but yeah (laughs) griffith is a super interesting i don't know if he's necessarily a villain or an anti-hero by the end of all this stuff i have my thoughts about what he's going to be um but he has the makings of one of the best villains in written media just because of all this build-up for sure yeah anyways uh yeah he there's just a darkness to him that if you've seen these traits in people before uh, little things you can pick out here and there. And I think that's super intentional. I don't think that's like oh, yeah. Mira obviously knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fucking a uh, side note about him, like writing this manga. He did not plan a lot of it in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he literally wrote the first, the, like the three volumes where it's like demon, Demon fighting and like the the black swordsman and shit. Yeah, and then he's like, eh, I suppose I'll do a backstory. Like it was a fucking afterthought. Yeah, I think he was it's crazy. So, just like a side note here, you know how as like North Americans and Americans and Canadians in my case or whatever, we have like a kind of like relationship with Europe in that we kind of fetishize the uh like giant castles and knights and like that time period and like 
Europeans don't care about that stuff because that's kind of their history. So they like kind of the like natives and all that sort of stuff, which is why they like visiting like mountainous parts of our country nations and stuff like that and seeing all that stuff. Japanese people really have a fascination with medieval shit as well. Um, and except it's way cooler. And uh, <laughs> it's obvious Mira is actually taking inspiration from real life medieval battles, like the actual Hundred Years War and shit like that. And like, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that is just, well, what am I interested in? I really, really like knights and stuff like that. I think that shit's super cool. That's going to be part of the backstory. I think there's like a lot of that peppered in because the setting is inconsequential you know you have a character named griffith you know you have a character named guts and you know that they have a close connection to each other let's just like try some different stuff and see like well i like medieval wars so let's set it in that time period let's like i really like this i don't know the, the idea of giant whale knights so let's have whale knights in there and like I don't know the way you're right that it seems like it's kind of haphazardly thrown together in that way where uh, yeah. he was he didn't plan it. But the fact that he makes it work is amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. And I mean, I assume once he started in on the backstory shit, then he planned ahead of it. But the fact that he like like plan like starting in media res like wasn't a plan. <laughs> That yeah. he wasn't planning on going back. It's just wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the, the real life inspiration is definitely. I mean, even the battles, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was literally looking at, like, paintings and shit to get ideas. Totally. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, so we pick up at, after their conversation with the king showing up and having a conversation with specifically Griffith, but also Guts is there. Uh, it's... Is it the king's brother? Who the hell is the other dude it's, here? Yeah, yeah. It's the king's brother. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name because I don't remember. It's like it. Julius. My yeah, it's brother, Count, Count Julius. Count Julius, yeah. Uh, the king seems like a real cool dude, I will say. And... Count yeah. Julius seems like the type of person who should have his head on a pike, essentially. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Um, we're <laughs> supposed like to, though. Super... Yeah, I mean, clearly, like, Count Julius is the one, like, how dare you fucking not bow? And the king is like, I'm, I'm on a stroll. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking slow your roll, brother. And then we get the fucking hot cinnamon bun princess yeah we got princess, princess leia yeah charlotte <laughs> <laughs> and she oh no she trips and griffith catches her i would do the same fucking thing charlotte yeah yeah there's um a cool kind of like not build up really but i like how they introduce her as super shy hiding behind the pillar or whatever and then as like they're going for their walk down the stairs she trips and griffith with his one good arm catches her because he's on a crutch. He's using a crutch right now. And then just gets fucking backhanded like some back alley bitch by the count. Yeah. That scene is infuriating. But the way, so 
it's funny because guts like starts to do something <laughs> guts is about to kill that guy but his sword is literally in his hand dude yeah so that to cut through the whole army that's sitting there <laughs> like he's fucking ready but the way it actually resolves is so much like better of a fuck you where fucking griffith just like smiles at him with that like kind of shit-eating grin that creepy like dude his eyes are it's not like they're incredibly detailed but just how he does the pupils as like they're piercing dot they're pure even on the page like it's like they're looking into your fucking soul yeah yeah absolutely they're super piercing um it's great but like i don't know it's not like a cold stare either I don't know. It's hard yeah. to explain. It's like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hard to explain. So, <laughs> the best yeah. thing is if you, like, take that panel and then the panel right under and then just ignore the writing that's there, that, like, is the perfect just, like, what the fuck is going on with one person looking like that and then the count just looking like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyways, this is kind of our first tell that the Count's probably an evil piece of shit. Uh, there's, like, a panel of him walking away, looking angry, and then talking to somebody, and you're like, oh, there's something, something's gonna happen here. I've seen enough stuff like Game of Thrones that I know there's a plan (laughs) going that's gonna brew here. Uh... The super important panel we get is the handmaidens like gossiping. Yeah, like, the handmaidens she's gossiping. Just superb, even prettier than me, and I'm a woman. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... what I'm saying is that if there was two people at a bar, her or Griffith, <laughs> I would need about ten more drinks to sleep with her than I would him. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if, like, who am I going to walk up to, sight unseen, like, just some chick or a dude with, like, snow white hair and a gaze that looks into my soul? Yeah. Sorry. The the real thing is (laughs) probably the chick, because Griffith is way out of both of our league. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good enough at anything to attract his attention. Yeah, I've never even given, like, another ha- person a hand job. So, like, what do I have to offer you? Um, yeah, we get, and then you're, you know, that call immediately. We get fucking Julius talking to Minister Foss, who is, like, a little toady kind of man. Yeah. Uh, who's, like, yeah, we, immediate scheming. Immediate. the autumn hunt. The uh, so the important thing here is that these characters are very much about the uh, hierarchy and the um, fact of like he, the thing they really don't like about Griffith is the fact that he's a commoner and like yeah. he's doing amazing things or whatever and getting all this attention. It's they don't really care that he's like super good at tactics or like with a sword or whatever they really just don't like that he has common blood it's just super basic classism happening here um and there's like oh there's some of the best drawing emotional drawings i've seen in comics 
over these pages of Julia's kind of like contemplating both in anger and a little bit like out of not fear, but like aghast at the possibility of murdering like this guy. Shock. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's even like you couldn't pos- like he's like you couldn't possibly be suggesting. And then like and then and then he's like yeah. The next pan or on the next page after the one you just said, it shows him having the realization of like, ah oh, yes, accidents happen all the time, sort of thing, right? Like, like a weird mob boss of like, well, there's the hunt going on. A stray arrow could like just people are shooting at uh the creatures or whatever Sreiro could fly wrong it's then it's over or whatever fitting way for a commoner to die is what he says yeah yeah just dude and just i love the the delivery where julius is like you couldn't possibly and then foss is just like a stray arrow general yeah <laughs> and then fucking the maniacal Please. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And Julius is just like... It's so good. It's like... This... I don't know if it is taught in animation studios and stuff. This is like... Amazing storyboarding potential here. Of like how to show an actor how to do a scene in drawings. Yeah, and it's dude. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. The facial... Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gus, um, Gus is playing with his sword. <laughs> After as, that. As always. As Very, like, another pretty important scene for him, though. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, fucking every scene is... <laughs> there's not, like... F- there's not filler, really. Mira has a lot of symbolism in everything he does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so he's thinking about Griffith, like, putting his life on the line. And then he's thinking back to him in the water uh, under the full moon. Same. And then he comes to the conclusion, like, for now, I'll wield my sword for his sake. Yeah. Yeah, it's do it for him. Very important for for Guts. Yes. Yeah. Uh Fuck, it's so good. Also, just the symbolism again of him looking up at the sky, the night. There's just so much of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, The next chapter is literally just the plan being carried out, but kind of failing. Uh, um, Griffith goes to meet up with the princess, who has obviously taken a liking to him. And he obviously at least enjoys her company or whatever feels some sort of a service to her uh, because she is the princess or whatever. And they're kind of having a chat. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, I guess they're not, the, the, nothing has been said like outright. Not yet. But I think there's like enough implication. Cause like Griffith's dream, he literally says like he wants a kingdom. So yes. like, he also clearly sees this as obvi- obvious avenue. I mean, like, it's brownie points. At the best, he gets the hand of a princess and then be just yeah. de facto becomes a lord of some sort. Uh, worst case scenario, he's a super nice dude and gets brownie points with the king. Yeah, it's a win-win. Totally. Also, like, she's cute. So why not? 
Yeah, she, yeah. There's a there's a great just like two or three pages of him picking up a, a reed leaf and like teaching her how yep. to like make sound and blow on it or whatever. It's super cute. Dude, <laughs> I I'm such a sucker for like I guess it's on specifically like forty. I guess for Griffith it's like forty, the top of forty four, and then for uh, Charlotte it's the top of forty five. But like the little lip coming over the edge of a thing yeah okay it's so cute it's, i'm just such a sucker for it like it's so cute so on the page you're talking about with uh what's her name again charlotte charlotte right charlotte like and the second to last panel on that page she's like giving these like cute little eyes with it she's oh, so yeah, cute yeah. she's so happy yeah um a wild boar comes out scares the horse that she's on and this is kind of the cue that the uh, the sniper that has been hired by the count is to take his shot with poison a poisoned arrow to, onto Griffith to uh, and like the perfect opportunity to say that he missed. Um, and it's a weird circuit. <laughs> they call it later, like failing upwards or whatever. But it's one of those things where not only does he hit Griffith, but not Pierce because the Beharit takes the sh- like deflects the shot or whatever yeah, in the fucking it's in the Beharit's eye or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also because of the situation where Griffith was like trying to help Charlotte after the boar scared the horse into the river or whatever. Um, he looks like he took the shot as an assassination attempt on her to like save her yeah. so he becomes an yeah. instant hero <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> it's so fucking good it's just like funny bullshit like cartoon villain shit yeah <laughs> backfires yeah except it's serious and you know i'm kind of like uh um, jumping over two or three chapters worth of stuff by just describing that whole scene but um yeah anyways uh, the one thing that I want to mention, I guess, kind of, yeah. I guess it's not near the end. Uh, we get during the hunt where uh, Griffith sees the guy. Is it just Julius? I think it's, yeah, it's just Julius in the hat. And we get, like, Griffith's eyes just, like, fucking wide as can be and just piercing that dude. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's, like, a repeated fucking thing. Yeah. That, like... And then and even on the, like the following panels, like Julius is just fucking think there's like so many shots of just Griffith's eyes. Yeah. And uh, it's like looking at with eyes at me, just like a hawk's eyes. Yes. Uh, in specific, Mira has a thing with eyes. All his characters yeah. eyes are even the murder <laughs> victims are very visible. It's it. It only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, again, we kind of skip over a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of this is just the assassination attempt, which is a lot of stuff that can be jumped over. Uh, but it failed. More importantly, Casca and Guts have a feeling that maybe it wasn't an accident or wasn't as what people think an assassination attempt on the princess, but probably for Griffith himself. Griffith kind of also tells Guts, like, I'm a hundred percent sure it's Julius. 
uh, yeah, because he did a little bit of investigation. He uh, either paid or overheard the maidens say that they saw the the marksman or whatever leave his his quarters angrily. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess before all of that, uh, Judo gives him the Kama Sutra, gives Guts the Kama Sutra, and that's a good little gag. But anyways, continuing on. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, no, that's, uh, that's still Griffith. Oh, is that Griffith? Oh, okay. Yeah, he I'm just not, has his, his hair, hair, his hair isn't flowing against the sunset. You're but yeah, right. he looks a lot like Judo in this. Yeah. Uh, but page 72. Yeah, Guts is, yeah, even things like this. He's holding the big fucking. Yeah, the big so book. Want to borrow it. His eyes for want to borrow it. Just like that cute little like. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um. Anyways, this chapter of it ends with him saying that uh, you're still my guard dog. So I want you to kill somebody for me, essentially yeah uh well and then yeah and then ne- i mean the next chapter he's just like giving the fucking sherlock holmes reveal of how he figured out it's julius and shit that we already knew yeah um but it's interesting that he's like this is an assassination it's not just crossing swords it's dirty work Fair- failure isn't permissible you're you you can't be seen at all yeah he's like i'm asking you to do this and guts is like or he's like can i count on you and guts is like just order me to do it yeah it's like you <laughs> Don't know fucking ask yeah yeah i really i got you boo also more just homoerotic stuff cut to the chase order me to Guts is very much a sub <laughs> as much as an alpha as he is. And that's why the relationship works. I would love for there to be I'm going to actually look this up on YouTube when we're done the series, specifically the manga because everything else will just be based on the manga anyway. Um a dissertation of like gay culture and homoerotic stuff from berserk because i bet there is some amazing shit that me as not a gay man would not know or catch oh i'm sure yeah yeah but anyway sub dom stuff going on there (laughs) um this is interesting we see guts with a full cloak and like being very very secretive which is interesting because up until this point even his helmet we see his face like completely is (laughs) <laughs> this is another the the shot of him in the full cloak with his sword on his back yeah that's like that's like some dark soul shit right 100 <laughs> percent. i mean <laughs> like even if it's not intended to i've made my character look like this all the time in souls because yeah. i think it looks cool as shit <laughs> yeah dude uh anyways yeah he starts skulking out in the castle in the court in the count's quarters and sees him sparring with we find out is his son and there's like weird daddy issues that come up with memories i mean it's yeah 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 it's definitely like a similar he's just you know he's just seeing gambino yes in this yeah for sure and like there's literally a panel where he is shown like as kid him and a bunch of scenes of gambino throwing him the like salve to help his wounds and sparring with him or whatever and he kind of just shakes it off saying i can't be careless yeah 
Um, anyways, he goes into the quarters and is loud as fuck. <laughs> Julius, well, Julius has his little fucking... Who's the... I can't think of the villain's name in fucking Hunchback of Notre Dame. I can't remember it. Cardinal something. Yeah, he has that little moment where he's like looking at the fire and he sees fucking Griffith and he's all pissed. <laughs> like he just sees he can't get Griffith out of his head. Yeah. Everyone's just obsessed with this man. <laughs> it's pretty good. He sees him in the fire and, like, throws his chalice in it. Yeah, it's so good. And then, yeah, that's when he notices. Uh, the, scene of, the scene of Guts emerging from the shadows is super cool. I love how they do that with, like, the heavy... I don't even know what it is. It's not even the dots. It's, like, scales almost. It's almost like the opposite dots. It's, like, dotting with white almost. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah. It, it, but yeah, you're right. It's almost like a and then uh, it, mosaic of some sort. And then it fades to the dots, and then it's him. Yeah. But it's still... His cloak has that shading and stuff. And the way it's like his cloak his uh, cloak is obscuring half his face, so all you see is his nose and cheek area with obscured eyes and stuff. It's so fucking cool. Um, but then we find out why you don't send a strength build to do the job of a dex build. <laughs> Which is essentially just a sword. A start of a sword fight starts, but I mean, Guts finishes it with one slice as he does all his sword fights, so it doesn't really matter. Um, And, of course, gets seen by the kid, right? And this is my favorite part. Guts just is like, (laughs) so I'm trying to remember what it is but this is such a tropey thing and it's usually done in parody where like somebody's getting assassinated and then somebody else sees so you got to kill them and then like a group of people see so you got to kill them and just gets worse (laughs) it just spirals or like this happens in like gta or something when it's like kill the target oh you've been spotted so you got to kill that guy then you got to kill the car full of people that drove by like yeah, it just gets worse and just worse. the whole thing and um, um this is where it, it is gets like, bad i feel i feel so bad for him though for the kid like he clearly doesn't he doesn't like register right he just hears someone say an intruder and he fucking impales him into yeah. the wall through the, like out of the door um but like the kid is completely shade like that's the darkest shading we've seen i think because like you can't tell who it is and then the kid is there and he realizes and he's like holds the kid's hand for a little bit oh i didn't even notice that (laughs) yeah like he didn't he didn't realize who it was and then oh yeah i see where he's like he like grabs the kid's hand he's like hey oh man he's fucking rough Oh, the way it's drawn too, with the kid having tears in his eyes as he's dying and like, yeah, guts holding his hand to his mouth. It's so bad. <laughs> it's really fucking rough, dude. Yeah, yeah, guts like covering his mouth. Like he's actually like he didn't ask for this, but then yeah, the fucking guards come. He doesn't <laughs> think about that. Just fucking. I, I do love that. that like. It, the guards don't matter. He just cuts them in the half. The guards don't matter. Like, they're fucking... Who gives a shit? Yeah, but it just gets... It gets worse and worse, and you just see him outside cutting up more and more guards. 
<laughs> until yeah. he uh, has to jump off the uh I can't remember the ramparts, I guess, the of the castle, the walls, and jumps down yeah, to just try to get away. And then finds the sewer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh well, there was a thing I wanted to mention, but I'm gonna hold off. Oh, is it kind of spoilery? It's not spoilery, but it's a thing I want to... It's like a... It'd be a motif. Okay. (laughs) Sure. A motif I want to talk about, but I want to wait until some other shit has happened. Sure. To include it. But, yeah. So, yeah, he jumps off to get away from the guards, finds kind of a grate into the sewer system to get back into the city. (laughs) I'm looking at page 105. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's intentional or not, like if it's actually this long or it's just sort of like a whoopsie, but look at how fucking long his sword is in the middle panel. <laughs> it's like <laughs> stretching out pat through the top or through like the window or whatever. It's yeah. like stupidly long. Why draw an end when it can just go on forever? Yeah, keep, keep going. That sword doesn't fucking stop, dude. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But yeah, and then he like sort of fades out a little bit yeah i'm in the sewer like the water makes him i'm under the impression he get like either faints or just gets knocked out or something i mean a lot of pressure just happened so yeah it's he loses consciousness i think think it's i think it's supposed to just be i'm looking a little closer and it's easy to miss i didn't notice it before i think he like hits his head on page 105 also at the bottom there's like a yeah. block yeah it's pretty subtle though yeah yeah and then his eyes just fade and he goes under uh so yeah he get we have like kind of weird nightmares of him as a kid fighting gambino and then zod in his uh super saiyan minotaur form coming up behind them attacking them cutting off gambino's head and killing him like and then and he then, wakes up. He, well, well, he turns we that, into Zod. That, I was gonna say we get that important shot of like him, his face on Zod's head. With, yeah, like, fucked up teeth and horns and shit, and just looking like befuddled that maybe he was the monster all along. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yes, he wakes up in the sewer and uh, finds his way goes, back. Goes immediately to the fucking tavern or whatever. Just for everyone's having a good time, he shows up looking like shit, looking like smelling sh- like shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's some good shit. Just all he says is "Where's Griffith?" Basically, and, uh, I love I love how yeah, Casca is like he's at a dinner party hosted by the princess. It gets like cool, and he's like going to the dinner party, <laughs> smelling like shit. I love it because if this was oh. a sitcom, I can see how this is like a group of people hanging out or whatever the door opens yay like it's guts and the audience is like yeah and then guts and then everybody's like yeah or whatever he's like griffith where's griffith oh he's at the dinner party he's like okay and he starts walking away and everyone's like ah (laughs) like it's just so fucking stupid There's there's like an old banana peel on his head to show that he's filthy or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> also, so I, he turns around to walk away, and she's like, "Wait, that's an arrow wound! What the fuck?" And yeah, uh, yeah this is 
is this where we're ending? Just about. So he goes to talk to Griffith. Griffith is hanging out with Charlotte as dressed as a noble in his fancy attire and kind of like by a fountain in the courtyard as he yeah pulls up i was gonna say as he walks up (laughs) as he rolls up (laughs) pulls up yeah um i guess like charlotte and uh griffith griffith like puts down his coat for her and tells her to have a seat and guts is about to walk up in a stop by casca who cuts her sleeve of her um her garb to kind of like tie up his arrow wound that she saw and just telling him like don't embarrass griffith and us going up there like you look like shit dude you can't go up there (laughs) looking like that and uh they're kind of i don't know if this wasn't something that was obvious to me necessarily but can they overhear the conversation i don't think they can i think this is just Um, another cutting of like between two parts that are happening so they they can yeah um griffith well, and charlotte I guess I don't, are having I a don't, conversation yeah i don't know i don't know if guts and casca can hear the first bits of this but certainly the the important shit they hear okay because this is like probably like the defining conversation of like who griffith is of like who he is and also like it changes everything right sure like we can even see like he's going so uh, for for those who don't know griffith is like going through like his dream and like obtaining this precious thing and how he protects this thing and following all of that and how like the dream like you can't just get a dream like you have to sacrifice to get a dream right yeah you have to Um, devote yourself fully to a dream and kind of nothing else yeah yeah and so he has like his he must come upon one other precious thing for no other's sake to accomplish it for him for himself a dream and yeah, if there is a dream which takes his whole life to find, there are also dreams which, like storms, devour tens of thousands of other dreams. Yes. Um, and we get, like, yeah, we're, like, in between this, woven into this conversation, we see, like, Guts and Casca, and especially Guts is, like, really paying attention to this. Yes, there is... um so i mean i think we're just gonna read parts of this because there's some really important shit going on here um so she starts talking about how her i she thinks that the band and like his companions or friends or whatever are probably attracted to that that charm he has and he's talking about he says literally to me a friend is something else someone who would never depend upon another's dream someone who wouldn't be compelled by anyone but would determine to pursue his own reason to live and should anyone trample that dream he would oppose him body and soul even if the threat were me myself what i think a friend is is one who is my equal and there's just like that moment of there's only two people in this world now like that pat that whole page is griffith and um guts kind of like yeah. in a spotlight with everything else taken out and it's so fucking powerful <laughs> it's 
crazy, dude. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's so it gave me chills reading it. That that <laughs> panel is fucking so good. Yeah. And the I mean, I'm also a like I like a good fucking little cherry blossom thing effect and they have that shit on here too yeah they totally it's so stupid it makes no sense <laughs> but, but it's, yeah but it's fucking great it's really it good i wish that um, like the episode pictures that are associated in the rss feed could be big enough to fit that page in but they're not <laughs> so it's yeah, unfortunate because yeah. it's so fucking good uh and yeah. go on yeah i mean this is just like this is like guts defining well it's so fucking big to put into words yeah <laughs> it's a lot but like this is for because like griffith is just talking right he's yes. just <laughs> he's just going off um this is like guts defining moment yes yeah and uh specifically also defining just their relationship to each other for us not necessarily for like those characters between each other but like for us watching that yeah this oh okay so at least griffith thinks they're at least on the like what griffith is talking about here is the old yin and yang model or whatever like they're and that's exactly what we're shown here <laughs> is that yeah. he is the exact opposite or I guess like counterbalance to him or whatever. And at least in his estimation are equals, but I think everything we were led to believe, at least what I think from what I know so far, Griffith is much more powerful. <laughs> Currently. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the la the last time we saw them fight, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like, necessarily I mean, think they're equal in that regard, but also we we know that we're gonna see guts like grow a lot as a character and in power level because that's what happens in anime. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, no, there's like this I'm trying to get Did we have it? Hi. We kind of don't really get there yet. How far are we going in this episode? We're going uh, one more chapter. So this is precious thing. Just departure for the front. Oh no, we have like the like the battle yet. Yeah, but the um, battle I mean, there's not this is the big stuff right here. Yeah, yeah. Right this here. Is yeah. The, the juice. Um This should have been two episodes. I fucked up. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I just straight up didn't remember how big there is. It's I mean Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um I guess we'll wait i suppose oh, okay. it's nothing that like it's nothing that you haven't read but like it's just not we're not to the stuff i want to talk about well we're i want to talk about shit but we just haven't gotten there as far as these episodes go yeah but i know you've read it already <laughs> yes yeah i just don't want to jump the gun um you're talking yeah. about casca no, stuff right uh casca and then like more some more gut stuff yeah okay but yeah it's uh man we get when they announce that julius has died and we just get that panel of griffith looking fucking evil as fuck 
creepy. Just like super basic, like anime evil thing. It's yeah, it's so tropey, but it's great. And then Guts just walking off at the end, and Cask is like, "Hey, yeah," and just says nothing, just leaves. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other subtext here is that this is where Charlotte really falls head over heels for Charlotte is Griffith. fucking and I mean who wouldn't be yeah totally like he's charismatic as shit and like yeah. just such a thing um and I, I'm trying to find where it is I think that's like earlier in the conversation where he's like sorry this is like no conversation to be like putting on to a, a lady she's like no it's fascinating yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like, don't fucking stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the first panels of the pages of them talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's for, really. I forgot early. how early it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, okay. The big battle is uh, about to start or whatever. I guess. Yeah. The next day. <laughs> yeah. The. I mean, like, the only big thing. That I can think of beforehand. Well, two. There's like two big things. Like first, he inter Griffith interacts with Minister Foss. Yeah, and Foss is like all crafty and all that shit. And we get that shot of Griffith at the end of the hallway, under the like in the shadows of the archway, but completely white, like just staring at the dude. Like oh, we get that, that fucking Hawkeye look. Yeah. Yeah, page 148. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about 147, which uh, shows him. Oh, yeah, that's also very good. That whole sequence is great. hallway scene, yeah. Just fucking staring. Yeah. Um, And then uh, the only other thing before the battle is, like, Princess Charlotte giving Griffith the little... Oh god! Stone. It's so cute. It's like medieval, like BFF bracelets or whatever, where each <laughs> one yeah. takes half of a heart. <laughs> yeah, it's also like, I guess they don't show too much of it, but it's like a, th- it's like a big thing for Casca to be there as well, to watch it. Yeah, well, she like, kind of walks look up at that. into them already having, well. Griffith is starting to walk away uh, because he's departing. He's saying bye or whatever. And yeah, I guess it's two. It's a soldier and a woman little figurine on a necklace made out of um, like, yeah, the made out of well, lodestone. lodestone. But yeah, like the natural magnet stuff. Yeah, the idea being that when they're together, they like join up together because they're attracted the magnets or whatever it's super cute <laughs> yeah it's yeah. too much oh i i'm so scared i i'm gonna i need to start talking about what i think is going to happen because i think a big part of this is me not knowing and then maybe revisiting those thoughts when shit happens or whatever because you know yeah, already totally. so you don't have that perspective i think Charlotte's going to eat it in the worst way and it's going to be the worst. (laughs) I'm so scared. Oh, I'm so scared for Charlotte. (laughs) 
because she's too cute. It's like some, it's like some Game of Thrones shit. Like every time you meet a character, you're like, oh no. But and especially in this world, it's not like I don't think she's just gonna be like bleeding and then like die in somebody's arms. I think her head is going to be like caved in by some paw the, or something. The, I mean, it's it's crazy because how the, and this is again for people who would skip those first three volumes, right? Yeah, like you know what this world is. It sets the tone. It's, not, it's nothing new at all. Yeah, but the the Golden Age arc as a whole is so fucking good at like giving you a false sense of security. Yeah, that like maybe it doesn't turn out this way. Yes, but you know where it's going. Yes, it. and I just can't imagine like skipping those first three. Like then, yeah, you wouldn't have any idea. Maybe that would make this shit more impactful. But like, yeah, it, it has a completely different tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it like I've I've said it to you before. Mm-hmm. Um, like sort of that almost like Norse myths, right? Yes, like that sense of futility. You know, Ragnarok's happening. Yep. And it lends a certain aura to everything you read beforehand. Yes. Yeah, no. There's just... So the interesting thing is that all media essentially could be this because we all know that we're all <laughs> going to die at some point. <laughs> but yeah. the way that these that things like this that portray almost a helplessness or stuff, it makes like the things that are more depressing or depressing, more depressing and the things that are heroic, more heroic because they happen in the face of inevitable doom, uh, which is what I think is so powerful about a lot of the stuff that's happening here. Um, also, I don't know, just this fucking charmer dude where he's like, I can't accept it, which is why I'll give it back when I come home safely. Dude, It's so fucking good. (laughs) Oh my God. So many wet panties. <laughs> had had us in the first half, not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this all kind of builds up to the queen. We meet the queen for the first time, who seems like a real joyous person, a royal bitch. Yeah, am I right, fellas? She definitely seems like a classic depiction of a queen. So like down to the fact that she's like, you can't like him because he's a commoner sort of thing it's yeah man the the, get the guillotines out is what i'm saying (laughs) eat the rich (laughs) fuck this shit i'm so mad like like she even says like properly speaking one of your ranks should even hesitate to so lightly converse with him like she you should be reconsidering even like asking or like mentioning the weather in passing yeah it pisses me off so fucking much but uh i mean it's a great introduction to immediately know who the queen is what she's about and like kind of what her character is like which is going to be important later yeah yeah so yeah no it's uh it's good but yes on to battle that's where we are now there's this awesome yeah go on (laughs) uh yeah, yeah, my thing's first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get Guts having his little thought about what I think a friend is. No, that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking about, like, the Stormy stuff on the next page. Nope. But, yeah, no, Guts is, he's internalized that shit. 
Yeah, and then he puts down his helmet visor, so you know shit's on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get the cool stormy panel. Yeah. It's very good. I'm a sucker for these. Uh, I really, really the, like black and white usage of, like, just hard contrast black well, the, and white. Yeah, the silhouettes, like, the battlements, like, coming over the crest of the hill. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, like... I find this like these three panels where it's the, they're heavily silhouetted and there's lightning and stuff. I think this is more impactful than any instance I've seen of this scene in like a film or show. Totally. Cause it's not uncommon, Yeah, but it's so many times it's just like normal. And this has a, it, it works better in this medium. I feel it's for me. Yeah. It's super cool. Especially the three panels where, it's they're slowly being revealed. First, all you see are spears and a trident uh, coming yeah. over, cresting the hill. Then you kind of see like half of what's going on. And then you can see like the silhouettes of the army kind of standing there and the use of uh, blackening the skies so that you can showcase the white lightning ripping like parts of it apart and stuff like that is just artistic direction that you don't always see <laughs> where yeah so like a lot of people I think this is a problem when you think in color too which obviously most comics if not all comics our days do is that you could just have a blue sky or like a sky of different like a purple sky or something and have like white or yellow bursting through but in black and white you have to make the conscious effort to like do a gray gradient so that you can showcase something like that properly. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of forethought you have to do in grayscale and black and white that is uh, astounding <laughs> to see. Like even on the next page where the you see the landscape is blackened, but it would look bad to show the banners and the people kind of just like against the black landscape. Yeah. So there's like kind of an aura around them so that you can see them properly and they yeah. stand out more just shit like that it's just well done um, yeah we get I'm, like i think the only other thing before the battle really is we get the the i mean not even an implication unless you're like fucking beyond oblivious but like clearly casca is like on her period Oh, 100 percent. It was super. like I, I don't I, I can't imagine how you would miss that. <laughs> uh, you're but a 12 year old dude who's never talked to a girl. I guess like there's no other way, <laughs> I think. And then it's OK, like from going from there, it's just battle shit. So we have to talk uh, yeah. about this is like one of my favorites. So <laughs> they're fighting the blue whale. Ultra heavy armored fierce assault annihilation night corp, <laughs> dude. It's so good. <laughs> That's their whole title. It's the blue it's whale ultra heavy armored fierce assault annihilation night corp. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking dumb. Also, and it, their armor is just like fishy. Yeah, they're just <laughs> it's fish not even armor. whale. It's just it's just like fish with fins and shit. The most important of which is Adon, the main yeah. dude, because he comes up like way lot more than he should. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. he has a lot of talking parts, but um, 
Oh, wait, maybe he doesn't. I can't remember. One of them is like around for way too long, and I can't remember if it's actually him. I don't think it's him. Is it like his brother? Oh, it might be the rhino, dude. I don't know. I think it's the rhino guy, yeah. Yeah. I forget. Cause one I get of the, it all muddled, but yeah. One of them uses a, like, flail, a mace, and that yeah. guy is around way too long. This guy uses a trident, because of course he does, because fish or whatever. <laughs> you gotta, dude. Um, but yes, he's fighting Casca, and she's on her period, so they're... She, she's, like, rough. Yeah, she's not having a great time. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, I'll just read some stuff here. You adorn yourself like a man, but you're quite the gem, aren't you? I'll offer you a chance. If you come quietly as my prisoner, you can leave this place alive. But what I meant by prisoner is you'd be my army's harlot. Um, yeah. There's a lot of just, like, hey, like, you can live if we just, like, use you as a rape toy for a while uh yeah this is a theme against everybody she faces essentially i can't stomach it a woman playing at being a knight women are inferior to men in strength what use could they be in a battle like yeah yeah there's some stuff we definitely <laughs> we get into that shit um perhaps you achieved like your rank theme. of commander by sneaking into that man griffith's bedroom yeah dude so like this is yeah. it's such a is it like is it like a feminist thing like this is clearly like this should this is shit that like women deal with you know and it's like it's presented well here like it's yeah. not it's not I don't know how to phrase it properly like they're presenting it as an issue and like it's fucking lame you know but like, all guys geez. get harassment. <laughs> get the <laughs> fuck out of here. How Hashtag me too. Oh no. Just log off. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like it's, I, yeah, it's fucking abhorrent. I will say for better or worse, this is all coming from one dude and not like the whole army. Um, but I mean, the yeah. whole army is also not talking. I'm sure they would probably be saying Anyone, similar shit. Basically, anytime she goes one on one, anytime she goes one on one, there is it's some bullshit. There is a conversation about her gender, 100. percent Yeah, every time. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, we get. I mean, yeah, and she's like losing gut steps in, um, the. Oh, I guess we're not. Yeah, okay. That's the that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, no. This is kind of I, a build up. I was a I was about to start talking about like the page after, and then I noticed the title card. I'm like, oh, we're not there. No, no, we're not no. Doing that today. This will be another hour of <laughs> talking. So this is why I kind of wanted to stop here. Is uh, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good stopping point where I don't know. It is. It is a little tropey like man steps in to save damsel damsel in distress type thing um this isn't a trope that ha happens often in this but this is definitely a woman can't take on big dude so other big dude it's, must step in and help her 
Yeah. It's not like direct though, you it's know? It's not. Like, because she, I mean, she's on her period and clearly it's like pretty bad, which, you know, can happen. And even Guts is like, this isn't, this ain't like you. Like what? I have to step in to save you? That's weird. Because like, yeah. she, like she can clearly, I, I think... Well, no, I mean, like Guts is clearly stronger than her. Like oh, he would win sure. in a fight, but like she's like punched him several times. Like it's she doesn't need the saving. So like it's presented as like a weird thing. Like Guts is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Against this asshole? There is a uh, there. You're right. There is that panel where he literally says like he steps in to stop the death blow from happening it says this ain't like you uh and then he has the great line of something like i just feel like swinging this with all my mind until i can't think about anything else yeah <laughs> it's like dude. A, a weirdly like deep meditative a weirdly deep <laughs> line of like oh that's why he got so good at swinging the sword it's because he could control it and that like it's the only thing growing up he could control in his life so he got really good yeah. at it he just <laughs> loses himself in it that that's so dark <laughs> yeah it's so fucking dark uh but that's where we're gonna end off this conversation which was a hefty one um i'm excited yeah, it's like two hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i'm gonna be better about cutting i have kind of an idea how we're gonna cut these from now on so next time Okay. That we talk, we're going to be talking chapter <laughs> 15 to 22, and that's probably going to be about an hour by itself. There's a lot to talk about in there for character stuff. Um, and yeah, that, that I've been told is an important part too. The Bonfire of Dreams specifically, apparently, is a very important scene I've been told but i haven't been told why even though it's kind of obvious character wise why it is yeah um but yeah. yeah i mean important i'll just the only thing i'll say which i don't think is too spoilery is it has some of my favorite art sure yeah great stuff coming up uh great casca moments and backstory and stuff so if if you've been mad about hearing about how she's been treated just wait <laughs> she comes back with a vengeance and uh we get to talk a lot about her in uh yeah in both a strong and kind of like sexualized woman in some ways as well with but like not mm -hmm. in a bad way it's cool they they do some cool stuff with her so i'm excited to talk it's about that good. okay any closing thoughts on this Th like basically two major you know what this was like yeah. actually two and a half major thing chapters this was too much yeah it, we we dug into a lot yeah no I, I think i got everything out there yeah i think so i think i got everything too uh we're getting to that point we're slowly getting to the point where some real shit as you say is about to start so i'm nervous yeah, and excited i, I I just was so surprised. I had forgotten, like, because even when it, like I think about Berserk, I still kind of think about the the anime for this section because it's pretty, it's pretty spot on. Uh huh. Like they're not leaving a shitload out, but like during kind of our transitional period, um, 
there's like so much more that the manga has in it. So that's why I was like, oh, we actually need to do like there's like another two volumes or whatever before before the big <laughs> thing stuff. Yeah. Oh, OK. So that was kind of funny. But cool. Yeah. It's just been a hot minute. Sure. All right. Well, this ended up being a double episode and I kind of didn't intend it to be. So I guess that's where we're going to stop for now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good time. Until next time.